Hi there, and welcome to the Engage Customer Podcast. Our mantra is that organisations need to be where their customers are, cutting across internal silos and taking a more holistic view, delivering a consistent service across all channels, offline, online, social and mobile. For over a decade, we've helped some of the world's biggest brands engage with their target customers on a deeply emotional level with industry-leading conferences and online digital media. To find out more, visit engagecustomer.com. In this episode, we speak with Luke Squires, who is currently the Operations Director for Sykes Holiday Cottages. Luke has a strong focus on innovation within the customer experience industry, focusing on digital technology and the development of people. We spoke with Luke about what it's like to work at Sykes Cottages and more about recent projects and future plans. Now, I understand that you're just five weeks in, I think. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Very fortunate to be five weeks into a, a new company. Yeah, so get my feet under the table and trying to learn it all. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Well, look, give us a little sort of uh, resume of what else you've done and, you know, what got you into taking on this role. Yeah, so I guess um, the last five, six years, I've been kind of really heavy in the customer centre space. So um, prior to working here, I've just done a, a short contract with a fairly large retailer. And then prior to that, majority of my time was um, in the airline industry and, and holiday industry. So I led Virgin Holidays um, contact centres oh, yeah. uh, for about ne- nearly four years now. Um, and yeah, did some some fairly cool and exciting things. I got a real buzz. I mean, that that role was my first contact center role, and got a yep. real energy from it. I mean, for for me, that was kind of when I found my niche. That you know what, I love the challenge that contact centers give us. I love yep. the buzz. Uh, I love the kind of the pure energy that you get you get from it, and it's something that's ever evolving. So for me, it's it's been a really really exciting industry to work in. I love innovation. I love technology. Um, so yeah, kind of kind of the place to be. In 2018, Virgin Holidays entered the uh, European Customer Centre Awards and became gold. Um, so I guess you know. I remember that. Good. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty good highlight. I, uh, it was a very good night. I I remember the night through pictures. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what got you interested in cottages, holiday cottages? Um, I, I guess for me, for, for me to be honest, I love the travel industry. Right. So, um, so, so I guess that that's the big thing for me. I, I feel a real moral duty when you're selling anything to a customer where they've invested so much kind of time and, and money and energy. Um, I feel really, you know, obliged to kind of give them a great, a great experience. And, and actually, Sykes is a fantastic organisation that that really prides themselves on on that. You know, for me, it was all about values and cultures. Um, you know, I. I I must admit, it's a it's a company that really, really puts their people first, and as a result of that, some of the results the company has had uh, in the past and the plans that the company has got is really exciting. And and that that for me is where it what it really comes down to is it's yep. valuing the people. And um, I guess you know it's, it's a pretty amazing organisation. This is probably the biggest test of my career because actually, you know, like many of us, you go into a new job, you you tend to go in and you're clearing up uh, a lot of yep. stuff and, yep. and you're you're almost going in to start again. And actually, I'm going into a role that 
is really well established. I mean, my, my boss keeps saying that we're a good customer centre, but we're not a great customer centre. And I actually think, do you know what? There's probably loads of businesses that would love to take this and call it great. So for me, it's, it's kind of the opportunity to do more on, on, a, on a, a grounding that's already pretty good, to be fair. Okay, good. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's what... So tell us a little bit about the profile of the, the centre itself. How big, you know, channels, how does it operate? I don't know. Yeah, so it's a, it's a fairly, so it's about 100 and, uh, about 140-odd um, head contact centre um, that obviously changes to peaks and troughs. It's a complex contact centre, so it's split into kind of two core areas. You've got your sales uh, your sales and, and, and standard customer service and then more customer relations and, and owner relations piece. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a complex centre because within kind of each of those areas, there's a lot of different sub-departments, which I guess makes it really, really, in, it kind of it makes it a really interesting um, contact centre to work in and, and one to evolve in. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I guess that's... that's single site, double site, homework. Single site. Yeah. Yeah, single site. Um, very, success, very successful homework in operation as well, driven, uh, like many of us, by by the pandemic yes um and and a quick a quick get it to it but um yeah lo lots of people work at home again culturally you know we we encourage that at Sykes actually is that you know hi hybrid working is we, we really want people in the office because you know we value that relationship as well but actually you know, that adult to adult we trust people to work from home as well and we do it really successfully here is the future looking different i mean i've had a couple of com conversations with folk in the holiday business you know, over the last 12, 18 months, and the normal habit in the UK anyway of booking in January and consuming in August or July or whatever, it was quite different with all the different decisions about whether you could go on a holiday, you couldn't, and, you know, how that put everybody under pressure. A lot of self-service was innovated as a result of that for refunds and just working out the logistics of what you can and you can't do with COVID. Um, are you looking forward this year to a slightly more stable picture in terms of customers you know buying holiday experiences that probably will happen <laughs> it's easier well, look, i think i mean look five five weeks into the business and i'm still still trying to understand how how kind of the, the patterns and everything operates i definitely think like any of us in the travel in, industry and in in our our operation anyway i think we are hoping for stability this year yes. and you know the government announcements um over the last few weeks about even just you know if you look at international travel the drop in uh in certain testing it's it, i i guess for me the changes consumer consumer confidence is really really important selling feature now in the travel industry yep. and actually <clears throat> I, I i feel confident that i mean for us we're we're you UK and, and some overseas, but majority UK, and that, that works for us. But I feel confident that consumers are definitely going to start wanting to kind of... But you, we've seen it. I mean, we've seen the holiday industry start to really... Um, start to really peak but I think it's the way the way we pitch it now is different where you'd sell a lot on on experiential and you'd be selling the dream of yes. your holiday actually equally important now to customers is how safe is my booking how safe yep. uh, um, 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 myself and my family when we travel abroad and actually we've got to change as salespeople and as industries we've got to change to keep up with that um, because actually that's you know if I think back to my virgin days we, we sold the dream you know, yes. it was it was it was go to Florida and and you know have an amazing time at the park. But I know that 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 conversation is changing. So you're booking safe, and this yes. is what we're doing doing for you. Um, 
But I definitely think, you know, if I, th- I think about what I've seen over the last last five weeks, it's def- there's definitely been a buzz. And as I think when, when the government mentioned anything to do with travel, there is an immediate, oh, I won't do anything. So you see, you definitely see a stop in, in business. But as soon as that kind of confidence changes, it'll um, very quickly starts to come back again. But it is very stop-starty, and I've definitely seen that over the last... 12 to 18 months anyway, the, the glimmers of hope and then yeah, yeah. pause. I uh, kind of sense that you're a bit of a people person and a culture person, uh, you know, that gets that point entirely. So, so you know, coming into the role, what, 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 what would I be likely to hear from you? Any role, actually, because you've got a way of doing stuff, I, I imagine. You know, what's the foundations for you in terms of getting a highly motivated team working in the way that you you know, you want them to do? What's the, what's the secrets of that kind of leadership challenge? So I, I guess for me, it's all about um, transparency. So I, I guess as a leader throughout my entire career, I've been really, really open and honest about everything. Um, and I, think, I guess I, I really strongly believe you should face everything quite head on. Um, and so I guess, you know, when I look at successful teams and things that I've done in the past, there's, there's, there's a bit about developing plans and stuff with people involved in it, but communicating it and talking about it and bringing people, you know, that old, I hate it, bring them on the journey. Yeah. Um, but, but, but the reality is, is people know what you're doing and they may not always agree with it and they may not always understand it. And, you know, I did certain things in Virgin that really took, you know, some people, you know, I remember being pulled into corners by members of staff that had been there 20 odd years telling me that it was absolutely bonkers. But I was, I was kind of strong in, in, do you know what, I get that and I get your, your uneasiness but this is why and I think for me it's believing that vision it's believing that kind of end goal and I I talk a lot around I think our duty in contact centers is we can make the experience seamless and effortless for customers and our and our our teams we can do that through some incredible technology and actually you know I push that and I I drive that and it's you know fundamentally quite important to me but it is about transparency and it is about honesty and it is about owning up when things aren't going great you need to be able to go do you know what things aren't great and, and equally for me you know i have strong views and strong plans and stuff like that but i'm you know if, if it's the wrong decision i've changed it i will change it yeah yeah that's cool i get that i get that uh, are folk in a, a more difficult place do you think now as a result of you know a couple of years worth of uh, been in quite try, trying situations you know quite angry customers often they've had their own personal issues uh, are you um, thinking that there's other aspects now to managing and leading folk uh, in this new time that we're in? Yeah, I really do. I think, um, you know, well-being was such a buzzword three, three, four years ago. And, you know, it was about having a fruit bowl sometimes in, in your staff <laughs> canteen areas. Yeah. I think that's totally changed now. You know, one of the things I, I love about here is how how seriously um, we take it in Sykes and, you know, staff counselling things. We, we've got, you know, on-site gyms. But it is different now because people aren't always based in the office. Um, and actually, well-being is a different level. And, I, and, and actually, I think, I think the bit that we all need to, you know, really focus on and do differently is those human, um, those real human conversations. That, that's, what, that's what people need because it is really, really tough. You know, I, I, I listened to some calls over the last year and I think, God... How these guys are, you know, navigate and do it—they're pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I do think, 
you know, as team leaders and as leaders ourselves, we we have to be human now. You know, we really need to. The, the, the days of talking just pure statistics, yes, are in addition to genuinely how are you doing and what can we do to support you. Yeah, which is why I do also think it's important that people do try and get back into offices because there's nothing better than that human interaction. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you on that. So I think being authentic, you know, uh, being real, transparent, sort of fits the whole theme again. Uh, and again, I, I quite agree that you can't run a call centre full of humans just through numbers. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. And I think the authenticity piece for me is, is pretty important. And I say to a lot of my managers that, that are starting off in their roles, it is actually all right to show some vulnerabilities. Yes. It, you, you, don't ha- you don't have to be fully, um, you know, that, that big manager um, the whole time. It's f- OK for them to see that you're a little bit nervous. Yeah, it's OK not to be OK, as they say. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on. So that's the people piece. Um, stuff on tech, you know, I suppose, give you a yeah. perspective from the time that you got into Virgin up to now. What do you see as being the most exciting aspect of how it's changed, evolved, and what you can do with it? I think from a technology point of view, I think this is the most exciting time for us. We've, right. we've had no choice over the last couple of years to embrace technology full stop. So where you've had boards all being a little bit scared to... Uh, to invest in in technology because of the cost that it comes with. Um, I mean, for me, as a, a as a leader of a contact centre, it was the easiest conversation about two years ago once we were in the middle of the pandemic, saying, "I really need now to do SMS and I really need to do uh, to do WhatsApp." And and people absolutely jumped on board with it. The exciting bit for me now is that I see, you know, I see things like SMS and WhatsApp. They're basic human rights now. It's like having water in your toilet. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's a, yeah, businesses should, should should give that. So actually, yeah. you know, a, a bit, as organisations, we should now just be installing that as, as standard and, and being clear about the benefit that those give to you. So don't just, you know, there definitely are organisations that get a little bit happy with technology and think, well, because you can do it, we, we put it everywhere and we have it. Make sure it's definitely got a purpose, but that should go in. The, the bits that's exciting now is things like, you know, I was at conferences recently talking about AI and AI had such a negative connotation a few years ago, especially the voice speech in IVRs where, you know, it says, tell us who you want to speak to. And you say, I want to speak to my local library and they put you through to a hospital. Yep. Like, that's changed now. Like it's actually, it's actually amazing. Some of the AI technology out there, the, the voice recognition that it gives on accents on, on certain words. And I think as organizations, we need to, we need to finish off doing the basics, finish off getting our, our, kind of standard chat channels in but really be looking forward now because the customer expectation is different when i talk about seamless and effortless i mean it they expect to be able to connect with the company in a way that they totally choose and i think three or four years ago again again companies were looking at driving customers down the channel that they wanted them to go down that was most efficient for the the company it's not it's not that anymore it's about it's about providing the customer the different the different methods and the different choices. And yeah, I struggle to get excited about certain things like live chat, et cetera, anymore, because that's just, that should just be, that should just be there. But there's, you know, really cool stuff coming in. We were talking about just before lunch with Kath and Katie over at uh, NatWest, you know, who who run a really good operation there, um, about the diversity they've put in, you know, they've got all the messaging versions you could think of and, SMS and voice, even video, you know, for, the, for, for certain kinds of ways of interacting. Um, and we were exploring the, you know, this problem that sometimes it seems to introduce more complexity 
into getting the outcome for a customer because there's lots of dead ends, there's lots of reversing out, there's lots of flipping to a new channel, starting again. You know, and it's not the tech that's at fault, it's the way in which people have uh, recognised the challenge, I suppose, in offering choice. Um, and I guess coming from a virgin background, you know, the idea of orchestrating experience and designing experience and all of that UX side of life will be very familiar to you. Um, yeah. And so thoughts on that, you know, the idea that it, it doesn't happen by accident, you just don't lay the tech in. What else needs to happen for, as you said, seamless and low effort? This, but I, I guess this is what I, what I mean, is that you can get a little bit trigger-happy with, uh, with technology and just be putting it all in. And, and, and I love it but it has, to be, it has to be serving a purpose. So what am I trying to achieve by doing it? And I, I guess for me, the basics of anything like this is understanding your data. And right. um, I, I'm, I'm, again, I hear a lot about, oh, we're data-driven, we're data-driven. And I try and switch it on its head and go, I'm data-informed because I think in a customer world, there is a bit of gray. And I, I love a bit of data and I love it to, to inform my decision, but I'll use my gut as well because mm -hmm. there, is, there is a bit of that that is required. But certainly for me, you know, if I look at about certain technologies that I'm always keen to install, there's two things I always look for is what problem are we trying to fix? So do we know that 40% of our contacts are because someone wants to, I don't know, change, change a, a seat on a flight? Well, if that's the case, we can automate it. Therefore, we need automation technology to fix that problem. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, the benefit we get is a reduced contact per booking or um, yep. Yep. or we can reinvest FTE into something that will, will really make a material difference. But it is definitely about you, you do need to have a problem that you're solving. Don't get overly. I've seen businesses that are just putting loads of stuff in and it, that's where the frustration and the friction starts to, to come in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. agree with that. Um, 2022... It's a new year, technically, but is it just an extension of what we've had for 24 months? Uh, I was just catching up on my news over lunch, and apparently, you know, we're going to void all COVID restrictions earlier than later in the next month. So from that point of view, we're over the, over the hump. But um, what do you see as becoming some of the key themes this year? You know, as broad as you want, really. Uh, is it just... Yeah more of the same or are we actually now starting to see a different kind of a horizon turn up coming I, 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 yeah, I think what does it look like nah I, I think this year is the year of I oh, look God like everyone I hope that <laughs> this pandemic starts to move, to move on and we can we can try and get on with a, a slightly more normal life but I, I see 2022 now being the year that we should be closing down those loose ends that we had for four or five years where where we, you know, when I spoke about earlier about things like WhatsApp and SMS, where we were saying, you know, trying to get it through boards yes. and you couldn't, like this year, we should get all those basics in place as, as an industry and we should give the customers the choice of the channels. You know, I, I feel like that's what we should, should be doing. And then as leaders, we should now be forward thinking. We should be looking three years down the road, in, in my view, and we should be testing and, and challenging ourselves to understand what is the next pieces of technology that are going to come in that are going to make our customers and our colleagues' lives significantly easier. And that's the questions we now, we now need to be asking ourselves um, and, and pushing further. Um, and I think, you know, there's that around the technology. And then I think the second piece for us as well around forward thinking is people now operate in a different way. Our colleagues operate in a different way. And we need to keep up, we need to keep up with those changes as well and not 
not start to think that we can revert back to the ways of the world that we used to work in, bringing yes. people back in, running, you know, even down to little things that I talk about, like incentives and stuff like that. It's got to change. It's, it's, it's got to be, it's, you know, it's got to be more virtual. It's got to be uh, working in a different way. But they're, they're the bits. So for me, there's two, two things. Fix the basics this year. Let's just get it all sorted. Let's make sure that we meet expectations of our customers. And then let's, look, let's start looking forward and not get ourselves into a position where we were two or three years ago, where we didn't have those, those basics in place and, and be ahead of the game. Brilliant. Luke, that's a good place to stop, actually. I think that's a good vision on life. Uh, and uh, I think that's something that we could all buy into. And actually, that's, that's, a, that, that's interesting, because I do think that we found it difficult four or five years ago to do stuff which really is just foundational. I quite agree. I think get rid of that and then look out there. I mean, avatars are turning up, for example, you know. Yeah, exactly. There's all, you know, somebody actually suggested jokingly they've got into a crypto com uh, company and they just wanted me, during the course of today, here's my opportunity to do it, to say, is anybody doing returns yet <laughs> using crypto? You know, I mean, so there's, a load of, there's a load of new stuff that's, uh, that's taking place. So you're quite right. The technology isn't waiting around for anybody. We, we've got to have ourselves a, a, a digitized foundation and then see which of that stuff actually adds value for our customers, you know. Uh, yeah, the contact centre now has real credibility in any industry now. It's gone, gone from being, you know, a bit, a bit of a sore part to many businesses, and, and it's a bit serious business continuity piece now. So we should leverage that, and we, and we should, you know, ride on it and do some really cool different things for people. So, yeah. I agree. Listen, Luke, thanks for your insight. Really appreciate that. And it's been real fun no having a chat with you. Good luck. Yeah, thank uh, you very much. Come, ba come back next year and tell us the amazing things you've built there. I'm sure it'll be fabulous. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, hopefully we'll do it in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, OK. You take care. Yeah. Thank you. Take care. Bye.